Welcome to the About Sex Podcast. I'm Joshua Skirtu. With me is Angela Skirtu. Who are you, Angela? I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and ASEC certified sex therapist. Awesome. I heard everything you said. Good. <laughs> right. Well, what's today's topic, today's Josh? Today's topic is why do men avoid going to therapy? Oh, it's a good topic. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of reasons. We came up with 10 of them just off the top of our heads. Yep. So one reason is that it's weak. A weakness. Weak. You have to be weak to go to therapy. Yeah, I've heard that before, that guys kind of feel like um, if they're going to therapy, um, they should be able to do it themselves. You know, like yeah. if you can't do it yourself, you must be yeah. weak or vulnerable. Yeah. Just suck it up. <laughs> like put a little glue on the wound and move along. That should fix it, right? Yeah. So is that not true? Um, Actually, no, I don't think it's true. I think it, I mean, therapy is kind of hard work, right? Yeah, it is. It definitely is. I, I think it's actually the opposite. Like people say that as a reason why they don't want to go. But the reality is like, it's hard. It's actually really hard so work. It takes a lot of balls to be willing to go, I would say. <laughs> so it takes a strong person to go it to does. therapy. Someone like me. Yeah. Well, but you do. <laughs> I mean, it takes a strong person to be vulnerable, I'd say, because mm. that's part of it is you do have to talk about some pretty sensitive topics. And it's yeah. hard to do that with a stranger. So yeah. I could see why people would be scared. Yeah. Yeah, so that's one reason they feel Makes like sense. they're being weak. Um, but the sad thing is, is that I think people are waiting, like they're pretty much waiting until they're ready for a divorce yeah. <laughs> to go. And it's like, well, that's really hard work. <laughs> that defeats the whole point of it. Yeah, it does. Because okay. then people don't have energy. Well, what's so, another reason? Number nine, you're smarter than the therapist. <laughs> they're d you, they, you can tell they're kind of dumber than you maybe. is a way, I don't know. You feel you're more intelligent than that person. So how can you learn something from your somebody if you feel like you're more intelligent than them? Well, you know, that's, that's an interesting thought. a bad way of wording it because <laughs> blah, word salad. But <laughs> No, but I mean, I could see that. Like, if you feel smarter than your therapist, do you really think you can learn something from them? Maybe not. I don't know. Like, well, I, I, think, I think if... Uh, a good way to look at it is like if I spend my entire life studying astrophysics and I have a PhD in that, I'm mm -hmm. very educated in that subject. And then if somebody else comes along and they have a bachelor's in English, <laughs> well, what can they teach me? Well, the reality is it's a different field. So they yeah. may actually have some more insights into the world of English. Well, you know what I've heard not. actually is that um, if you've just spent five years in your particular field, then you could potentially consider yourself an expert in it, oh. regardless of whether it's English, astrophysics, <laughs> I don't sense. know, any of the other things. So, um, and things. There, as therapists, we don't just get bachelors, though. We do get a master's, and some of us get PhDs. Mm -hmm. I will say, I mean, you may still be smarter than your therapist, but oh, it's definitely. <laughs> it's, I definitely. <laughs> I definitely Josh am is really than full of himself, but in a good <laughs> no, way. I'm you kidding. are really smart. I understand. No, I'm, I'm kidding. But it's not always about like intelligence either. I think it's that therapists are there to offer a unique perspective. I think when people have been fighting, they've been in that like cycle for so long that it's actually really hard to see outside of it and mm. get a little distance. So it's not about how smart your therapist is. It's about their distance from it and their ability to offer you a new perspective on the situation. Yeah. That really you can't, you know, like you keep going in there and doing the same thing, essentially. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, they can be dumber than you and they could still probably help. <laughs> yeah, they, they may be able to help or they may not. And you may walk away hating it. And 
then maybe you find another therapist. I think that's reasonable to talk about here that like not every therapist is right for you. Like there are. No, like we've been to marriage counseling. I have have a marriage therapist for a wife. So (laughs) we had to really look. Anytime something's going wrong, guess what she suggests to fix it all? Therapy. Therapy. I love therapy. And the first person, I'm not going to mention their name, did not like the person at all. Yeah. And I did not feel like she did anything at all other than sit there and just agree with you <laughs> and i think that's something that men are a, a, afraid of as well that so is another we, one that's another reason go on move on to the next one <laughs> which is they want to take you there just so they can complain about you oh uh, well that's a reasonable that's what worry. your wife's taking you there for <laughs> she's there to complain about you and that's really why why do i want to pay somebody so All my wife can money. complain about Why me. Why am I paying a second <laughs> mortgage so that some my wife can just complain about? She can she complains about me while at home all the time. And to our friends. To our friends. <laughs> Why do we gotta free. do it to a therapist? Like she does it at a party, <laughs> drunk off her ass, you know, throwing <laughs> bottles at the wall. This sounds no terrible. I mean, like, are you talking about me? Oh yeah. <laughs> or we can go to therapy. Which one's cheaper? Well, so, okay, so initially in therapy, you are there to tell people the problem, but actually, I personally think that good therapy isn't just coming and complaining about each other. Like, you put the information out there, but then the job is to go from complaining to now solutions. How do we work on fixing this problem? How do we see things differently? Like, even in that first session, like, if you just see a therapist who lets you fight the entire time, you should not be with that therapist. Mm. It is very important in couples therapy. Oh, for oh, you to oh, be assertive and oh, stop oh, that oh, fighting. Hold on. <laughs> what? But it's a part of the process. Well, no. No, no. It's not. I yeah. think some therapists haven't been trained to work with couples. That's, so how <laughs> do you tell if somebody's been trained to work with couples? Well, Maybe you, look for somebody who is a licensed marriage therapist. Marriage so that therapist there's a li- or couples counselor mm-hmm, where that's mm-hmm. their title. Yeah, like if they have the the letters LMFT after mm-hmm. their name, they've actually been trained to work with couples. That so there is focus. a difference. That yeah. was their focus. And actually, I will say there are certifications people can get to do sure. couples. Like emotion-focused therapy is all about couples. Um, but so I would ask the therapist. You're allowed to talk to them before you sign up with them and ask them how about their training and if they were trained to work with couples because it's yeah. not the same being trained to work with individuals versus couples. Or there's this great research tool um, they invented called the internet. The internet. Where you can go <laughs> onto the internet and research somebody and find out what their focus is. Really, yeah. Go to something like goodtherapy.com and look up and see what mm-hmm. they've what they've been educated in all that stuff let's go on to the next one okay this is an interesting one therapy is (laughs) only (laughs) what (laughs) therapy is only for when you're getting ready to get divorced why would Uh. i want to go there that means i'm gonna get divorced (laughs) i hate it when people use therapy like this i'll still help you (laughs) but like it's really the worst form of therapy you wait until somebody has threatened to divorce you Uh step one step two you go to therapy Step three, you, you get divorced, right? <laughs> I think everybody knows how therapy works now, right? Yeah, no, that's not good therapy. I, but I understand why people do it. What happens actually is when they go see a lawyer, the lawyer says, is there any doubt, any doubt that you guys should get a divorce? And if there is any doubt, they'll say, go to therapy. Yeah. And so there is a whole group of people that only goes to therapy when they're on the brink of divorce. Yeah. But so that's you need to have not... a lot of lawyer friends if you want a lot of <laughs> yeah, clients. Yeah, I do like... have a lot of lawyer friends, actually. <laughs> but it's better 
to instead of do that, like when problems first start going instead to therapy, because that. you still have energy, you still care about each other. You're not going in there because you plan to end the relationship, but be you because you realize that you're struggling with the problem and you mm. need help. But I think there is a misunderstanding about therapy that pretty much therapy is going to end your relationship. But I think it's because of those couples. I right. don't think it's that therapy ends your relationship. Yeah. Although I don't know. What do you think? Do you think therapy ends your relationship? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so let's go on to the next one. It's another one. Which is therapy is a waste of money. Well, <laughs> it is a waste of money. It is a lot money. of money. I could it understand why they'd feel. so much money. You can pay a hundred or two hundred or even three hundred dollars an hour to yeah. see th- therapists. It depends on how much they think they're awesome. Really, <laughs> like that's the metric. The metric <laughs> is how awesome how I am. Awesome. <laughs> or well, experience or too. Or you could just spend that money buying her jewelry or buying her a cat so that she has someone to talk to. <laughs> Something that else isn't to focus you. on. But, you but the reality is, it's cheaper than a divorce. Yeah, it is cheaper than a because divorce. Because a divorce is half, more than half your money. Because you also have to pay for yes, lawyers. and it's so forever. It's more than half your money <laughs> and forever. And you may have to still be paying alimony and child Therapy support. Therapy short term, th- divorce is forever. Yeah. So, divorce I is mean, forever. Aww. Oh, De Beers needs that for their diamond commercials. <laughs> Diamonds are from 1.5 million years, but divorce is, is forever. forever. <laughs> Well, actually, divorce isn't always forever. Sometimes people get married again. <laughs> but, I mean, it is expensive. I understand why people feel that way about therapy. Yeah. Um, there are different options. I know that some of them take insurance. Uh, some therapists don't. Um, some of them, like me, are limited. We take one or two, and then we do private pay. But, like, if you think of it, uh, divorce is forever. But therapy usually is short term. You're only going to go for, like, 12 to 16 weeks. Is, is that it how worth long it? you see most That's people? That's my average. Yeah. 12 to 16 weeks for yeah. how long I'll see couples. Yeah. And really, I mean, I see a lot of great outcomes when people are coming in earlier than mm. divorce. I want to always specify that. Please come in before you're ready for a divorce. Yeah. Um, but when people come in and they're ready to do work, they make amazing changes to their yeah. lives because they still love each other. Like I said, that's really important. You don't so have to have 50. the first thing they need to do is just come in there and already be not bad. No, bad way of phrasing it. I think there are times in your life where you're struggling, but you're not hateful towards each other, and you're not resentful. Oh, you know what I mean? Like you're struggling, and you've been like going through a problem a couple times, Mm -hmm. but you just don't feel like you resolve it. That's when you should be coming into therapy when you feel like you've been like hitting your head against the wall, but you're not like ready to like throw in the towel. You're just mad, and you're like, "How do we figure this out?" Yeah. So what's a sign that it's time to come in? Like, is it when you start? pretty much living separate lives that could be a that that could be a precursor feeling like you're living separate lives um well sometimes you just notice it like i've had couples say that like a year before they came in which i wish it would have been like a day they noticed wow we're kind of living separate lives you do your thing and i do my thing and i don't want that you eat Mm -hmm. dinner quietly Mm -hmm. or not even with or not even with each other they go into separate rooms he goes off and plays Mm -hmm. video games she goes and cries in a corner Yep, that's one. That's Another what? thing to pay attention to is couple rituals. So, like, 
I want to tell you what a couple ritual is. Basically, it's just these things that people do that make them feel loving and connected. Like one of our couple rituals is brushing our teeth together. Oh, I thought you were going to say sex. (laughs) Sex is one too. Don't get me wrong. But it can be like kissing when you get home. It could be going out on lunch for lunch on Thursdays. When you start seeing. We did that. I know we totally did that. When you start seeing your couple rituals fall off the table, that's usually the first indicator that things are kind of going awry. It's like, wait, these are the things that made us feel loved and connected. So they're like hobbies you have together or just things that you would generally do. Like every Friday night, we would go out and get a drink together or whatever. And things start to disappear. Slowly, they start falling off the table. And when you start seeing them go away, the things that made you feel loved and connected to each other, that Mm -hmm. would be when I want people to come. And, and then it, you still have, you still love each other. You just realize, wow, we've, we're missing each other. We're forgetting about each other and not making each other a priority. I forget. Who are you again? (laughs) (laughs) You're not my dad. (laughs) So what's another reason? Well, why don't you read it? Cause number five, number five. Cause you can't read what I'm saying. can't Read what it is. All right. Number five. Uh, we're just going to fight. Why fight with somebody in front of us? Yeah. Like why (laughs) just come in there and fight with you like <laughs> like i was saying earlier you could fight with the cat well for you s- could just pay the cat and <laughs> treats to sit in front of you while you guys argue and try to make your case to the cat that's terrible and the cat <laughs> may have just as much insight as a therapist like ca- well if the if if the therapist is just letting you fight in front in front of them then the cat does have as much insight <laughs> Sorry, I I respect all therapists, but please don't let people just fight in your office every time. That's no good. Um, You actually told me you have a rule. Like if people are not allowed to have screaming, shouting fights in your room. No, they're not. And actually, if they do, I'll split them up. I make them do a timeout. You are in a timeout, (laughs) mister. Not like uh, you're bad, but I split them up. You're saying this to a 50-year-old man. You have have been bad. I don't say that. And then you bop them on the head (laughs) with a newspaper. No, no, no. I really want you to bop somebody on the head with a I won't paper. bop somebody in the head, but I will kick somebody out. I'll say, hey, guys, it's getting too escalated. Can one of you go out? And here's here's why, actually, you shouldn't be fighting in therapy. Um, once you get escalated, you can lose what you're talking about. You can actually only hear about 10% of what your, your partner your says. Your memory doesn't work as well. It doesn't work. Right, because you're in crisis mode. So, like, even if I'm teaching you really cool things, mm-hmm. you won't remember any of it because you're escalated. Like she was teaching me about Saturn. What? And Who is teaching you about Saturn? We're talking astrophysics. <laughs> right, right. God, see, see, she's not even remembering. Exactly. So <laughs> if you go to a good therapist, you're not going to just be fighting in therapy. Now, granted, when you talk about the issues, sometimes it's hard and it is tough. So there may be stress involved. I can't prevent all stress from therapy, yeah. but I do try to prevent it from getting to the point where people are just fighting at each other. And one thing I'll do is I'll say, guys, can you talk above this issue and not in it? At the risk of having the fight, please stay above and kind of look down at it. And sometimes that helps couples and other times I do have to kick somebody out. <laughs> And they, but they understand that. I, it's not to be mean to anybody. It's because it, it's not going to help them to just fight each other, and no. they get it. No, not not unless you use boxing gloves. I think. So, uh, just so you know, that's debunked. It's you're not supposed to fight in therapy. You're supposed to talk and hear each other without proper gear. Without proper gear, <laughs> mouthpiece, boxing gloves, boxing gloves, and you got to have the head. You need gear, a helmet. I don't know if you've ever been hit in the side of the head. Oh my gosh. With a boxing glove? I have. I do not advocate that for violence. Hurts so bad. <laughs> it was actually my childhood friend, uh, CJ Morgan. Oh yeah? And 
it was his birthday party and he <laughs> had box they did boxing i was like oh i want to do that too and he had done it before oh, okay. i had not so he did me a, he got me with a hook and it was like oh Boom. oh i bet you felt like butterflies or like what are those like doo, 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 yeah doo, his doo. mom quickly came over and said no no no, like, no, no, no man please bed don't touch. kill a kid at a birthday party <laughs> <laughs> all right okay so here's number four okay the four number four reason why men avoid therapies is because women's do the talkie better. Oh, yes. Oh, we were supposed to look this up. So there is a percentage of of words that women have that are higher than men. We can completely out-talk you. Women talk more. <laughs> we do. Women. From childhood. I don't know the exact stat. We didn't look it up. But I know it was something like 5,000 words a day for men versus like 15,000 for women. I don't it was, know. It was a it big, was a big gap. There was a gap. Let's say at least 30% gap. Yeah. And so they feel like they're just going to be out num- or out talked by their, if it, yeah. especially if there's a well, woman in therapy I mean, too. <laughs> take a moment to look at how this has gone. It's been <laughs> Who's 15 minutes. Who's talking more? This gal. <laughs> how much has Joshy talked? How much he has, has to, Angela He has to talked? put in a word edgewise. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go. I have to do this sometimes. He I'll does. actually. So I'm raising my hand. I'll raise my hand to make it clear that I would like to talk soon. Because if I don't, like, I don't get an. We've had to come up with hand in. signals because I get really excited about yeah. what we're talking about, and then afterwards he'll be like, "Angela, I was really trying to talk, and yeah. I felt like you wouldn't let me." Talk. And she prefers <laughs> it not be the middle finger. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah of course. Yeah. Well, and that is true. Women so do talk women a lot. Women talk more. So like. Well, so you know what I do um, in therapy? I, I always stop people. Like I try, like if somebody's doing a long monologue of five to 10 minutes, which totally happens sometimes. And it's hard. Four you don't wanna... score and seven years ago, <laughs> our country went forth <laughs> on a, go on. Well, no, it is. It's hard because you don't want to like hurt their feelings. But like, I'll, I'll try to use hand signals like, uh-huh. hey, is it OK if I like cut you off and let this other person speak? Mm-hmm. Most therapists will try to give each person time to speak. But the truth is I didn't get that with our first one. That's why I didn't like her. <laughs> she didn't, did she? Nope. I think that was part of it. You for never you. shut up. I, I could just talk for hours. You, it's so you true. You can. And that's what I love about you. You have a lot of fun, interesting things to say. But well, thank you. Yeah, in a therapy setting, it, it was kind of overwhelming. Yeah, it can make you feel kind of like your voice isn't being heard. Mm-hmm. And so I think a good therapist is going to really try to make sure each of you gets a chance to talk. And going into therapy, I think you both need to be willing to let that therapist stop you. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the other thing, too, is sometimes you guys come in and talk our heads off. And oh, we're yeah. like, hey, can I? Yeah. I try to be nice about it. But like, you guys sometimes don't shut up either. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I think our um, second therapist yeah. was better for me because actually, I don't know if you suggest this for most people, but I went in to see him on my own first. Yeah. And that gave me a moment to have a little bit of a, a head start in the talking part Yeah, <laughs> before you came in. And well, it really, I think it helped because sometimes when I'm on the spot mm-hmm. and I'm being told, you know, you know, Words. Uh-huh. Words. <laughs> like <stuff>. now. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Josh? <laughs> when words happen. When words happen. When you're on the spot. Like when you're on the spot, sometimes mm-hmm. I'll freeze up a bit and that and I won't know what to say and then I'll get frustrated. Yeah. And that comes out as anger. Well, so. you know, I actually use that routine and routinely in my therapy. So like I'll see couples as a couple first, mm-hmm. but then the second session I give each of them an individual session so they feel like they get a chance to tell me their side. And there's different reasons for that. You get a little one-on-one on one with both of them actually. On both on both yeah. sides. And there's different reasons because couples will talk over each other in therapy and so it gives them a chance to just say, "Hey, this is what's going hey. on for me. This is something I feel like they're doing that's hurting my feelings." But it really helps me build trust with them. That's the biggest thing. It's like, "Okay, in 
Angela's on my side, which by the way, I'm always on both of your sides, but it's hard when you're in therapy and two people are talking over each other. I just other. shook my head. No he to the said, camera. no, I am on We're live side. streaming. So they heard the song. You see him doing this? He's so terrible. <laughs> but I've had couples ask me before coming in, can we do individuals first and then see you as a couple? And that's fine too. Yeah. You're totally allowed to ask the therapist yeah. that. You can set your own rules if you feel that's yeah. more comfortable. I think. And do we'll, whatever you want to do. Most therapists will be flexible we're accommodating yeah they, they want to accommodate you yeah because all we want is for it to be a good experience we want to help you i promise <laughs> all right what's another reason tell me <laughs> number three Ooh. women therapists is the norm that is true so go look up therapists near you you'll mm -hmm. get like 700 women and like two guys yeah that's true and <laughs> to be honest it was hard to find a male therapist yeah and that and that i think because our first uh, therapist was female i felt outnumbered just yeah. like we're talking about i felt very outnumbered i feel like it was just you were telling her all the terrible things <laughs> i had I done i was complaining about you and then then you guys all the were things that then you guys were both sitting here going mm, mm, oh what mm, a terrible mm, man how oh. dare you bad man we should spank him no, well <laughs> maybe later but <laughs> like well that scenario might have been fun <laughs> yeah you you're outnumbered when oh, it's yeah. two when you're in the room with two women I could get that. Like, if I'm in the room with Angela and one of her sisters... Oh, my gosh. Never, he never gets a word in edgewise. They never stop talking. He rarely gets one in when I'm just talking to her. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I think that's a problem that women have. And you... Men have... And I, you're a woman. You're a female therapist. So, this is the problem anybody coming to see you is going to have. Well, so, Josh, do you why suggest? don't you... Well, this is the thing. So, this is actually a problem that I am the female therapist. So, yeah. like, I'm asking so you if they you were should to come not into go a to therapist... You? No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to ask you, like... If you if the, a man was to come into me with their wife in therapy, what would you if you were the man coming into that situation want from me, your woman therapist, to feel like I'm not two against one outnumbering you? You should call her a bitch. Call her. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're trying to keep this PG thirteen, uh, but that's funny. That does fall under PG thirteen. <laughs> well, PG ish. No. Some people could uh, listen with their families. <laughs> reality is, I don't know. Like, I I don't know. What would help? Because it, it's it is tough to be outnumbered. Whether yeah. you're, whether it's a woman going in to a male therapist with her husband, I'm, there's that feeling of being mm -hmm. outnumbered. Of it's the war of the sexes, you know. Well, you're, I feel like I get a leg up because I'm a sex therapist, and so guys are like, "Well, at least she's gonna try and get me laid." <laughs> you know, and I think you're more approachable because you know, like right over here, we have a painting of the Death Star that you have <laughs> you had in your office for I did. like a year and a half. I did. Oh, you, men love seeing the Death and Star. And you, you'll wear a dress that's the Doctor Who dress. I will. And I it will. Shows I try to show my nerdy side. You show that you're the kind of person who can be friends with guys. Like yeah, you are friends that's true. with guys. You were well, friends. Like guys, they're interesting like, people. Like I'm your friend. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think you're more you're more approachable, probably because of that. You seem like not just somebody who's a terrible person you you put mm -hmm. your your um personality out there a little bit more like doing a podcast like this sure well and i think so uh another thing is that there are there are women in this world that exist that hate men let's just <gasps> throw that out there <laughs> not that i'm saying every therapist hates men because no. a lot of therapists female therapists love working with men and really do just want to help couples but sure. there are you're few here and there that can't stand men. And so you may want to yeah. call the therapist I'm sure ahead it goes of time. The other way. Huh? I'm sure it goes the other way too. I know. Yeah. I think it goes both ways. There yeah. are men who've had bad relationships with women. And so, yeah, it can happen either way. Yeah. So I, I think really the only way to work around that problem is really um, look at 
the therapist and try to yeah. see personality. Like mm-hmm. like you let your personality bleed through a little bit. I do. And some some professionals don't. They try to hold back. They don't have podcasts where they talk about their personal life and all this stuff. And yeah. Well, I mean, we're private people too. And we're always taught like, be careful what you tell people about and what you don't tell mm-hmm. people about. I am still careful about what I tell people. Oh, yeah. I just try to tell people things that I think are relevant to therapy. Mm-hmm. So those things will be part of our lives. Right. But you still let your personality show. I do. I, so. I, 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 I like helps. that. I feel like it's fun to be myself. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a nice thing. <laughs> really? really? Yeah. <laughs> but I think the reality is you just have to accept that it may be the case that you feel outnumbered sometimes, yeah. but that the therapist isn't necessarily trying to do that to you. It's just there are two women yeah. in the room. Right. And the reality is you're not going to get all 10. All 10 of these, you're not going to get them your way. You're not going to have your, some of these things on this list are going <laughs> to really be there and you're going to have to deal with it. So maybe you should man up and show those ladies who's mm. boss. <laughs> oh, no, you <laughs> oh, didn't. Snap. I'm only teasing. What's another? <laughs> Where are we at? Feelings. Feelings. Oh, men, men hate feelings. Men don't have feelings. <laughs> so therefore, we do not have the ability to discuss them. Oh, this is like, uh, this is like classic so men tend to say they're a little more logical which by the way you're totally emotional too but (laughs) they struggle to talk about feelings and women talk about feelings constantly and so i feel like they feel out of their element yeah what do you think how do you feel about feelings josh (laughs) i have no feelings he has no feelings one way or the other he has said to me at many times i hate feelings i don't like feelings (laughs) no i don't want them they are they are useless yeah they get in the way Mm mm-hmm and they make you act erratic. Feelings can make you act erratic. They and can also make you act loving. I think the, you know, the men not wanting to have feelings isn't it. I think it's that women are actually better at controlling their feelings. I agree with that. They're better at caging it when they're getting angry. Mm-hmm. They're better at quarantining it when they know that mm-hmm. not doing so will actually get them in trouble. Because I know men, they'll just, they'll... Well, get actually, themselves in trouble so much just by when they let their feelings go through and they'll feel emotional and they'll, and it normally comes through as anger. Yeah, them. I wanted to put some research out there on that. So uh, we have research where we sh- we like put pulse rate monitors mm-hmm. on men and women and yeah. by and large men flood emotionally, which is where you basically crack. You get you know? overwhelmed. You get overwhelmed by your emotions quicker than women. Women could fight until we're blue in the face, but men. <laughs> They, they will emotionally flood and then they shut down, which drives women mad and women try to push them. But actually, when a man is shut down, that's a dangerous spot. You want him to stay quiet and calm down because if you push him, he'll crack and then that's when they snap and they get really aggressive. And you don't want them to explode. You don't want them to explode. Because if you explode, there could be shrapnel. There could be body parts everywhere. <laughs> it's just not a good thing. Well, and even things like anxiety, it still shows up in aggression with men mm-hmm. because men have been socialized that they can only be calm or aggressive. Mm-hmm. And women have been allowed to cry. Women have been allowed to like feel down or have anxiety. Like it's not been told to us that we're weak for having those feelings, but it has been told to men mm-hmm. that. And so I think some men struggle with any of their feelings. Yeah. And some of us just don't feel <laughs> you do feel you're not you, dead inside you, it, it's hard it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to put into words it's like we're not good at actually having a feeling and understanding it mm-hmm. i think a lot of times i'll have a feeling and i won't be able to label it and you're, yeah. you'll ask how are you feeling and i'm like 
Ah. No, no, does not compute. Yeah, so it just goes to <laughs> anger because I get overwhelmed with yeah. the f- not knowing and then it turns into anger. You know, one thing that I've gotten really good at in therapy is um, I don't actually ask people, how are you feeling? Because mm. I can actually tell um, that doesn't mean I'm perfect at it, but I will I will guess a feeling and guessing a feeling allows them to, if I'm Add wrong, tell me it's something else mm-hmm. or it allows them to identify, oh, yeah, I am feeling that. So That's I might smart. say, hey, it seems like you're, you're feeling, cornered. feeling cornered right now. Or you're feeling is that, overwhelmed. Is that yeah. true? So yeah. like it's it because it it's easier when somebody tells you something that's wrong to tell them what's right or to actually like identify it. See right there. That's actually going back to one of the we talked about earlier. Women have a better vocabulary for oh, feelings because you have a better vocabulary because women are known to have that. You have more labels that you can attach to it. So uh-huh. you just said, I said cornered and you said all overwhelmed. You got all these other ones. I'm like, we I, do. I'm I out. have, I, I have ran out. I ran I have out of them. A feelings <laughs> chart with 50 different feelings. We could identify <laughs> Josh. If you like, that's funny. <laughs> no, but so to this point, guys, I think you need to understand that you will have to deal with both feelings. Oh, understand and logic. you're not talking to guys right now. You're talking, <laughs> you're talking I'm totally to talking to women who want to take their men to therapy right now. Their husband doesn't want to come into therapy. So they're, they're listening trying to come to this, up with a way to convince them. So they can them. be like, well, this Well, make them watch this. Good luck make with that. Make them watch this. No, this will help. But no. men do need to know yeah. that there will be both feelings and logic and therapy. Like, <sighs> Therapy is not about just expressing your feelings. It is about coming up with resolutions and trying to fix the problem. But sometimes you need to understand the feelings of a situation in order to come up with good solutions. Yeah. If you don't understand what's going on, you're going to come up with solutions that don't fix the problem. I don't feel like I know what's going on right now. Okay, Give us another tip, Josh. He's always (sighs) messing with me. And the number one reason. The number one reason. Therapy is Therapy is going to make it worse. Oh. Because right now, yeah. you're in that moment. Your marriage is tough. And you're arguing. You're crying. Yeah. You're fighting. You're having a terrible time. It'd be much easier to avoid it, right? It'd be much easier to just <laughs> avoid it or dissociate. Yeah. And create a fantasy land where you live in the wild with deer. And <laughs> Go you run, run up into free, the hills. <laughs> run free and just live with fairies. But that's part of the problem. I think. Wait, is it the fairies or the deer? No, no. The people are trying to just hope it goes away. So like. They believe that w- that going into therapy will make it worse. So. But. Go on. The truth on. is it can. So. I want to like, I want to point this out. It will actually, it will like in therapy initially, it's going to get worse. And here's why Mm -hmm. all that stuff that you've been holding under the surface that you're angry about is boiled up to the top. It's out on the table to talk about. You have to talk about, you can't hide it anymore because it's out. So initially it will, you have to be prepared for it to struggle. Actually, at home, if my wife starts complaining about something, I can just say, Oh, I'm going to go just ignore her and go drink or something. Exactly. (laughs) Drinking solves all your problems. Anything, please. don't. (laughs) But you have to know that initially in therapy, it is going to get a little bit worse. I always tell my couples actually expect a huge fight right after your first session sometime in that week. Oh, yeah. Because you're just like, it's boiling. You're raw from everything that you said. Uh, yeah, it's going to get a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. But 
it gets better over time because Mm -hmm. if you really stick to it and you start working on the stuff then you're not just like putting it under the surface and like walking around it like an elephant in the room you are addressing it and you're trying to actually solve it and you know i i think that's what it took me a while to understand yeah is that that was a place we were going to try to make it better uh-huh. And for, for the longest time, I felt scared because I was yeah. like, this is just going to make it all worse and we're all going to we're going to break up. We're going to be unhappy. Yeah. We're going to get divorced. And that'd be the end. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because you're my world. And oh, that's sweet. You're my world. It honey. took me a while to realize that I'm going there because I want us to be happy. She's going there because she wants us to be happy. Mm-hmm. And as long as that's the goal for both mm-hmm. of us, no matter how hard it that is, that needs to be the goal. It It'll get better. It did get better. That's I mean, the point. But like that, I, we were at that a was sh- a good point, We were point, at a pretty Josh. bad spot. Like we have, yeah. we're We married. haven't been perfect. We've been married 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we've been twice to therapy. Well, but Josh, you pointed out a really important motivation. I think if people are going in there to just blame their partner or if they're going in there to, to be proven right. To win. Yeah. I know. Like, yeah, therapy will make it worse than if that's what you're going to do. Like, it oh, won't even get better later. You can never win at therapy. <laughs> oh, no. You only lose. <laughs> no, Actually, I'm only yeah, just joking. I, and I'll, I... Yeah, for the longest time, I, I had to learn. You got to get over winning. Win. You can't win in a marriage. You it's will never win. It's about understanding each other Guys, and trying to be good to each other. You'll never win. <laughs> <laughs> she may. Uh, you no, never no. will. No. no, the point is you both got to stop trying to win. You've got to go into therapy because you want to make each other happy. F winning. <laughs> That's what I try to tell people. I'm trying to say the nice way because I do want people to be able to listen to it that don't like cussing. But the truth is, yeah, like if your goal is I want to make her happy, I want to stay together, I want to make him happy, I love this man, and we're going to do everything in our power to make this better, uh, then you're going to. Like your goals going in there affects the outcome of therapy. So So that's the 10. That's That's the the 10 10 right there. So uh, I just want to say real quick, I'm two weeks out of a spinal surgery, so our episodes may be a little bit sporadic coming up. We may not have one next week. We may. We'll see Depends how he's on doing. How I'm doing. Today I'm doing good. That's but why we I'm are here. interested in taking on guests too. Yep, we're interested in taking on guests. If you know somebody who has something interesting to say about sex, relationships, mm-hmm. or anything mental contact health, contact me at therapist in You can submit a contact form and yep. I'll get back to you because we definitely want to interview cool people. And tonight it's actually really exciting. Yeah. Angela is going to be in a TED talk. What is it? It's pop called up? TEDx Pop-Up Salon. So it's the, like what a, is the date today? It's Is it the 27th today? <laughs> today is 727 17. 727-17. <laughs> Thursday that, night. That way if somebody listens to this in the future, they don't think, "Oh, I got to get there." So yeah. where is it? It is at the Rooster on South Grand. They just moved it cuz it was raining yeah. today. Yeah, it's exciting. And at it's from time? 8 to 9:30 p.m. I am the last speaker, so I'll be closer to You're 9. Second it's to about last. So, well, yeah. the last the last person is just wrapping it up. Okay. I really am the headliner. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. She's fancy. I'm, no, fancy. She I'm just awesome. the last one because really you excited. can't. Who can talk after sex? Sex is a cool topic. <laughs> we. Oh yeah. That's why, because yeah. it's like, who's gonna come after a sex therapist? That's right? what she said. Oh, you know, no pun intended. Come can mean two ejaculate things. I know. Or I know also, moving. <laughs> All right, locations. we're done, Josh. We're done here. That's it for the About <laughs> Sex podcast tonight. I have had a lot of fun with <laughs> I've you. Had all. a lot of fun with you. I'm Josh, and I'm Angela. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Thank you.
And good night, everybody on the live stream. <gasps>